after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about commercials. We talk about the good ones, we talk about the bad ones, and we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. Man, just sitting on this Harley makes me feel rebel-y. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. As always, we're your hosts for the next hour. So how's it going, Veeves? I'm better now that I've turned your microphone on. Hello, Veeves. Hello. What did I say when we started the show? I said, I'm going to mute your mic, but I know that's going to get me in trouble. Yeah, it did. And it did. So in a certain way, I am smart. I can tell the future. Um, So today's show is dedicated to parents, but not any parents. Specifically, we're talking about dads, but not any dads. We're talking about dads of daughters. There is a special bond, I think, between fathers and daughters, and... uh, Whoa! I'm not the only one to notice it. The ad wizards noticed it too. Whether they're selling cars or toilet paper, literally, a lot of companies are uh, often driving us to tears, Veeves, with these daddy-daughter ads. Yeah, it's a it's an emotionally fraught connection. It really is, and I well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blow my thesis right away, but I got to say, in prepping for the show, my feelings about these ads might have changed a tiny bit. We'll talk about that in a second. That's what we call a tease. Um, by the way, we do have a special guest here. I'm going to go ahead and just turn his microphone on right now, as a matter of fact. Um, Why does he get all the special treatment? <laughs> okay, you're right. You know what? I'm going to turn his microphone <laughs> off again. Our special guest today uh, making a return appearance is Aaron Roden. He's the father of two daughters, and he's also the host of a couple of podcasts. And I would like to uh, heretofore be known as, is that right? Did I use that? I think Here so. Two Here four. to four? Sure. Here to four? No? No. Veeves is shaking her head. Hereafter. Okay. Okay. I'd like to be known as okay. the uh, the local podcast guest expert. You see, for all podcasts? Sure. <laughs> Wait. Now, are you an expert in podcast guests? Yeah. Can we bring I'm an expert in like. being a guest on podcasts. Okay. Oh, okay. You have I no think. particular expertise Per se. Well, I am a dad spurt. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here then, because that's exactly what we're planning to talk about. It actually about. just kind of worked out that way. Okay. I know that we need to start talking about commercials, but really quickly, then, okay, we know what... So he said heretofore. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. What is? What did he actually mean? Hereafter. Hereafter. What does heretofore mean? I think it means yeah. before. Here, here, he is heretofore not been known as a podcast expert. <laughs> okay. Hereafter, he will sh- he shall so be known. Since you're here, I as, don't think that's funny. As as a dad, that's funny. As a dad spurt, yeah. Is that what you said? You are a dad, a dad spurt? spurt. Am I allowed to call you daddy just for the sake of the show? Just just for the what n- says dad that likes leather? <laughs> that makes me feel weird. All right, just calm down, daddy. <laughs> um, before we get into uh, in, uh, before we get into our first commercials here. Let's just ask that broad question. As I was saying, there does seem to appear to be a special bond between dads and daughters, or at least as society, we seem to think so, right? Yeah, Why? for sure. I don't know. You're, You're not a very good dad spurt, dude. That was the first question. <laughs> well, see, here's, here's what a really good expert does, is they pivot 
and mm-hmm. send the question elsewhere. So that's what I'm going to do right now. Okay. Just so let's give you a couple tricks of the kids. trade. Yeah. Well, but I am unique. No. I am the only person in the room who is a daughter. That is who true. Who was a daughter, yeah. So I, what I was, continue to be one, even yeah, to this what was, day. What was your relationship <laughs> with your father? Oh, boy, how much time do we have? <laughs> and is my family still listening to this? I will say, though, uh, your brother once famously said to me that, I think it was earlier on when we were dating, your brother said, oh, yeah, uh, our dad likes you. He thinks of you as another daughter. <laughs> That's true. Oh so I guess God, I have what? some expertise going on here, too. Sort my of. dad's kind of like a, he's kind of a, he's kind of a hunting, fishing, outdoorsy, da- beer drinking dad, kind yeah. of dad. So did you do a lot of that stuff with your father? No, but my brother did. So I think there okay. were some areas where, you know, whether it was because I wasn't really prone to those kind of activities and my dad didn't think I would be um we didn't have a ton of overlap in our uh in our pursuits and also I think that the at least the conscious effort to talk about daddies and daughters is a little bit of a newer thing maybe I'm wrong as we go through these ads maybe we should ask ourselves like would this ad have aired in 1989 when I was yeah I can tell you my dad was not doing our laundry Right, because we have uh, different groups of ads here. Some are kind of focused on the stay-at-home dads. A lot of them, and, and here's where I think we should begin, is the the kind of montages of daughters growing up yes. through the eyes of their father. Yes. I think the Subaru ad that we've talked about a lot on this show. And I think the last time I was here, we taught, we may have mentioned that one as well, did we? Uh, probably. I feel like we talk about it almost all the time. I mean, Subaru is killing it in the advertising game. It's yeah. impossible to do this show without yeah. talking about Subaru. And when it comes to like sentimental without being gross ads, Subaru's kind of killing they it. They really do. They they so they have so cornered this idea that love is what makes a Subaru and the love between a parent and a child is so central to their marketing theme because it's about um protecting your child or passing something on to your child. And it's all these themes that really work for an automobile. For well, those, it's it's yeah. things that work really well for Americans, too, because hmm. that is a central kind of uh, aspect to all these commercials. And I think in our culture is that the daughter is supposed to be protected more yes. than the boy, right? Yeah. There's something about that. Yeah. So l- yeah. let's let's just for and those who don't I think that's just ingrained know. in our culture. I mean, I first so. of all, I got to say, I'm loving the dad spurt now. You got off to a slightly <laughs> rocky start, but I feel like you're really bringing it now. His dad expertise is really coming through. <laughs> well, see, that's another trick of the trade. We'll just uh, we'll just give away a couple of them. Is that uh, is that you know you fizzle in the beginning, you dazzle them in the middle. That's exactly what I did right. with my education. <laughs> my parents, by the time I finished college, are like, "You're not a." total dummy hey congratulations (laughs) spent years spent years lowering that bar uh the subaru commercial just to kind of mention it to get the ball rolling i think a lot of people are familiar with it it's been running for years now i think back to 2009 2010 um this is an ad where you see a father talking to his daughter uh she's in the driver's seat and she's a toddler yes uh, of a subaru he's standing outside the car talking to her through the window let's take a listen Good. Get the mirrors all adjusted. You can see everything okay? Just stay off the freeways, all right? I don't want you going out on those yet. Just leave your phone in your purse. I don't want you texting. Daddy, okay? Okay. Yeah, and then he hands her the keys. And as he hands her the keys, we realize, oh, she's not really a toddler. She's a young woman 
probably like a teenager starting to drive and he's handing the keys over. He's just been seeing her right. as his little right. girl this whole time. Be careful. Thanks, Dad. Call me, but not while you're driving. I love that line, too. We knew this day was coming. That's why we bought a Subaru. God, they do it right, I am don't going they? to cry. I know. Yeah. I meant to say so, that in the beginning. Sure. Roden, <laughs> I wanna, Roden, I want to jump right in. That l- yeah. little girl is about the age of one of your little girls. And she looks very similar yeah, to she does. my daughter, Tegan. Yeah, who is turning three years old uh, on Friday. Oh, really? So, yeah. And how old is Tatum? Tatum will be six in two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, your dad's expertise is really going to come in handy here because that's kind of the age of a lot of uh, where at least a lot of these commercials start with the daughters. Um, yeah. So I yeah. think that's kind of the the uber daddy daughter commercial, at least kind of in 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 our world. Um, but like I say, there's this whole theme of them where we kind of see a little girl. Uh, kind of grow older and, yeah. and, and and the relationship with the father kind of progress over that time. I had never seen this one. I don't think for travelers insurance, they the insur- sent me see, today, you guys, dude. you guys are talking a lot about Subaru and how Subaru yeah. has their a game. I think somebody got together at the insurance conference mm-hmm. a couple years ago and was like, Hey guys, check this out. You were supposed to play it right there. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't talk about that. Oh, yeah, okay. we need to work on our. <laughs> okay. We need to work on our signals. Is that why you're pulling your earlobe there? Okay, so here's the Travelers Insurance commercial, and I'll try to kind of describe what we see. We see a family uh, moving into their brand new home, and the father is holding uh, his his baby little girl, bringing her home for the girl, first yeah. time. This is the home you're going to grow up in. Like it. In this now, what we're starting to see is his daughters getting uh, older with each uh, scene. A toddler, then like trouble. a six-year-old. She, but she's always crying in all of these scenes. Yeah, she's she like, falls over on her bike. She's She gets caught drawing on the wall, and she gets in trouble. And, and the so, dad yeah. is always kind of wiping the tears with his thumb from her cheek. Comforting her. Yeah. Now, of course, uh, she's becoming like a tween and a teenager. She's crying after a baseball game. He's comforting her. Now the inevitable, she's going off to college or her first apartment yeah. or whatever, and uh, everybody's a little teary-eyed as she departs. In this small house, bursting at the seams, and now, of course, it ends on her wedding day, the daddy-daughter dance. How are we all doing? Here's the tissues if anybody needs it. The daddy-daughter dance. Everybody's do, getting a little misty. I do not need a tissue. Not yet. Wrecking me. The show wrecking me. That one just wrecks beginning. me. Do you not need a tissue because you don't find you don't like that one very much? I don't care for that strong? one as much. I How mean, come? I I'm I am um, hashtag daughter strong. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, okay, look, this is this is me on my soapiest soapbox, and I I get that that's a good ad. I'm not really mad at traveler's insurance per se, but there is a part of me that can't help but um, get my hackles raised a little bit at this idea that uh, the the dad giving the daughter away at the wedding is just problematic for me. It just, just is. Just generally speaking, just not, generally in, not speaking, in this case. Not, yeah. Well, in every case. Right. And so I know that that's a trope we're probably going to see a few times today, and it always makes me just a little bit 
because I, I mean, that particular part of the wedding ceremony, and I mean, with all due respect to everyone in our audience and everyone that we know who's who's had that tradition, and, and Roden, if, if you give your daughters away at their weddings, you know, obviously, I'm not going to call the PC police on you, but... <laughs> There well, is... you won't be invited, apparently. No, so. exactly. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be in the camps by then. No worries. <laughs> but so I'm not mad at the... I'm They're not... called centers. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'm not mad at exactly at the commercial or the people, but it doesn't... But like, if you're asking me, does it make my heart you know, swell? Does it make my, me tear up? No, and that's why. Well, I'm, I'm... Those were kind of some thoughts I was having, too, that I kind of want to share, but it's odd for me... The, just in that scene, he's not actually giving his daughter yeah, he's away. Just dancing. It's not that because I understand, like I, I, that that whole patriarchal thing that like goes back to the age of like, hey, if I give you some cattle, can my boy marry your girl? Like I understand that like some of that. <laughs> I stuff know, but has you some can't. Rocky you past. can't unpack. You but can't. A mother, you can't tease that out from a wedding, right? I, I guess. But a father daughter dance is a little bit different than if they had chosen the the moment where You're he right. it, uh, hands her over. I will say, and I want to play some more of these. I think these are really good. But well, and I will I, say too that anybody who is the father or mother of any child has gone through exactly each one of those scenarios mm-hmm. of a young for a young kid. Yeah, and well, I had to I mean, deal with the drawing on the wall. <laughs> I mean, we still have like right. there is pen mark all over the place. Why is why but, is it daddy daughter though more? Oh, I guess I already asked you this, and this is where you just pivoted but like it's true like there is not a bunch of there are not a bunch of commercials out there that are along a theme of a mom and her son right not many and that's the thing i love these commercials and i got really choked up during all of these but when but then when i watched like all four of these in a row that were very similar the girls growing up i'm like why are these so effective and it does come back because you know me i'm a flaming feminist too and then it's kind of like oh is it is this special relationship based on this pr- over not overprotection but protection one feels i think you mentioned that before uh-huh. and is that always okay you know what i mean if we're just kind of yeah. buying into that as a or, culture or let me posit this one that this is a direct result of more people um kind of recognizing that girls should be treated in the same fashion that little boys are cuz like i, I mean you know, you see her crying after the softball game. That doesn't just happen with girls. No, know? but you would not see this ad for a father and a, and a son and with the boy him is crying the in every yeah. single scene. You would never see that. I, yeah, I, th- I, I, I have to say, I, I would be very shocked to see that. I think you would. And I you think, might see one scene in a montage, but the yeah. whole montage would not be built on a boy who cries. You particularly all the time. wouldn't see a teenage, an adult, because she, she gets into her adulthood, she goes to college. Um, she goes, you know, she's at her wedding and she's tearing up in all of them. I would be astonished, really, to see a, a commercial that depicts a, ma- a boy growing into a man and crying at a bunch of different points in his it life. It just doesn't seem to be the dynamic that are, huh. that's going to sell insurance. I just, I just feel like I've seen it before, though. I mean, and may, ad maybe ca- I'm ad maybe council, I'm wrong. I, if, I don't know. If you know. know what Roden's thinking of, or you've seen something where there's a an emphasis. I'm not saying that there are no no 
it, there's no examples of of an of a man crying in a commercial. Right, I'm sure there course. are. Coming home from uh, the the uh, coming home from the war or overseas or something, I feel like maybe it's not. Maybe you don't always see the tears, but there's always this implied like yeah, emotional we've, yeah. overload. We've seen men get certainly. choked up. Yeah. But um, we're also we're also entering into an age too where it's like more of a thing for dads to be more involved with their families. Yeah, as well. that's a theme that you see a lot and in like, a lot of these and, commercials. And so I don't necessarily think that this is based on you know trying to. And this is probably a poor choice of words, but put you know put women women in their place, so to speak, of of where they should be emotionally at that age compared to a boy or something like that. I think it's more of focusing on the actual dad having a new role in our evolving culture of being more involved with his family. I would have liked that ad better if it had ended with her wiping his tears away at it the did. wedding. It did. Is that definitely how, how it yeah, ends? Yeah, that's how that one ends. End that's why That's why every time I see it, I cry, because I know Tatum's going to have to do that to me. Okay, so here they are. They're oh, dancing. I stand oh, yeah, corrected. You're right. You he know does. what? She does yeah. wipe away that, his tears. She does, end. and that's, that is a that nice actually, little yeah, roundabout. I like it. And I want to I reiterate, I do not dislike this commercial, and mm-hmm. I don't dislike all of these. And I, I'm not saying that it's wrong, necessarily, but I think it's worth noting in a modern context that we wouldn't treat boys this way. And, and I'll say, like, we don't have kids ourselves, Viv and I, but... There have been times where I'm kind of like, even though I'm a person who grew up, I, I never wanted kids. There are times, and Vives, you and I talk about this, where I see a father and a girl, probably around your kid's age, Roden, uh-huh. um, and I'm like, oh man, that would be so great to have a little girl. I have no offense to boys or the parents of boys. I've never had that feeling seeing uh, a little boy. I've never been like, oh, it would be so yeah. fun to have a little boy. I think there well, is something... Well, I think it's different for the for the sexes as well. Like, I think, I, you know, because like, well, I don't know. I mean, when we, when we were just talking about starting to try to have children, like, I didn't want girls because I didn't know really? what to do with girls. <laughs> really? Like, I, I was scared of having a girl. Like, how am I going to raise a girl? I'm not a girl. Mm-hmm. You know? I could see that. Yeah. And, uh, and a lot and, of fathers clearly are like, you know, what was but, the old trope of the 50s and 60s? I want a boy that sure. I can play sports with and, and stuff like that. And carry on my name. I mean, right, that's, that's yeah. Sure. again, yeah. you know. And that was yeah. a thing for Back me. I, I, will tell, right. I will tell the total truth. That was a thing for me. Yeah. Carrying on the family name mm. was a thing for me. Mm. Um, but once I had these girls, I was just like, I can't see, like. I don't like boys. <laughs> like, you know, you know, they have boy uh, friends that are boys and they come over and play. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, man, boys suck. Like mm-hmm. they blow. I think of a, they I, suck and blow. I, I think of a, I think of a house full of like, if, if I had two boys. No offense to anybody who right. has boys. I know, I know. Of course. I mean, listen, we're boys. Like, I'm boys. I understand. Yeah. But like, it is true then. And I, I, you know, it's a stereotype in my head. But if I, if I thought about having a three-year-old boy and a six-year-old boy, I'd be like, boy, I bet you that house stinks. And I, <laughs> I, I, I think of like having two little girls. I'm like, oh, we played dolls all the time. Yeah. But that also probably No, the house still stinks. But the I, house yeah, still no, stinks. I'm sure it does. Kids are just smelly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and rodents are just generally yeah. smelly people, uh, I believe. But I, I will say, that I'm is... offended... <laughs> <laughs> that is a chief for me. I do like that ad, but I think it's also. I think it's very well done. I just don't think I have quite the emotional. It doesn't have the emotional punch for me that it's intended to have. Mm-hmm. You guys want to talk about the same exact dynamic to sell toilet paper? Yes, this is a good ad. Do you remember this one, Rodin? This I is an Angel Soft commercial. So. You got the monitor right there. I'm going to play this for okay. you guys. Um, this is an extended cut, so it's a minute long, and we'll try to narrate it as. And you're going to also notice there's a pattern with all these. It's like a really schmaltzy song. Yep. With 
yep. not very much dialogue. This one, I've got a great schmaltzy song. Do you guys go out with music? Um, because not, we have a specific song we go out with. Oh, I know. I thought you were going to get us into this with John Mayer's "Fathers Be Good to Your Daughters." No, oh, I don't know no. that song. Loudon Rain- Wainwright. What's Everybody, the, go look it up right now. Do you know the it's name? Called of Daughter. It? It's called Daughter. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful song. Um, well, <laughs> just like the last commercial uh, uses moments in this girl's life as she's getting older, but it's always the moment of her crying. This commercial is moments in a, a daughter's life, and she's always going to the bathroom, and she's right. got her dad with her. So it, it begins with the father. How old does this girl get in this ad? Uh, oh, have you? Do you not remember this one? I swear I've watched this with you before. I it actually think it's really clever, but it's the exact same model of the commercial we just saw, oh, only it works, it's about but going it to works the bathroom. so well. So the very <laughs> first one so well. is he's a new dad. He's holding his uh, baby daughter in his arms, but he's waiting in line to use the women's room. And it's a long line, and the woman behind him is kind of giving him the side eye. And as you'll hear, he says, well, sorry, there's no baby changing station in the men's room. And then as the ad goes on, the girl gets older, and there are various reasons why he's either going into the bathroom with her, but very quickly it becomes him waiting outside mm-hmm. for her or something. So let's watch this and try to uh, narrate it as we go along. Sorry, no changing table in the men's. Mm. By the way, how awful is that woman? She's just like, mm. yeah, she's like not having it. Dude, like, come on. You get judged so much being a parent. Yeah, it, it really is. It's unreal. And I think Seattle's one of the worst markets for judginess when it comes to being Ooh. a parent. What stand, any, anything stand out to you? Any, like, judge, well, like judgments? sometimes you're going to have to yell at your kids. Yeah. Right. And like, you know, whether they're, you know, uh, being bad or beating up their little sister, maybe, mm-hmm. or uh, running out into the street, you know, people give you crazy looks, mm-hmm. you know, and whether they're a parent or not. They're still assholes. Right, yeah. So, like, they don't know the context for it. They see you, a father yelling right, at his little kid and right. they just assume there's something wrong with that yeah. dad. And that you know how I know the they're time. assholes? Because I used to be them. Uh. Right, yeah, I know. I'm sure that there are so many things in my life that I know I would judge differently if I yeah. actually was responsible yeah. for a little And that life. look just brought a whole bunch of anger yeah. right into my body. Okay, yeah. so uh, she gives him the hairy eyeball while he's waiting in line. The next scene is she is a young girl now. She's uh, swinging on a swing at a park somewhere, and she has to go use the ladies' room, and the dad is protectively waiting for her outside the women's room. Whoa! There she is. Great. Did you wash your hands? Yes. Perfect. Leave me alone. Okay. Now she's a teenager, and this is uh, maybe the scene that, I don't know if you were alluding to this, V. Hey, hey, hey. She slams the door on him. Becoming a, a woman. Dad. Okay, I'm leaving. So he's standing outside the door trying to be supportive, and she's just mortified in uh-huh. the bathroom as she's closed the door on him. Smooth, easy strokes. Now, here's the payoff. Now she's an older teenager, and he's teaching her how to shave her legs in the bathroom. Does this ring a bell to you now, Vives? Have you, you've never seen I've never this seen scene? This one. Are you getting the impression that he's a single father? Yes. Yes, yeah, I am. Right. Which is a running theme okay. through these as well. Um, so he's got his pant leg rolled up and he's shaving his leg as she is shaving her legs and he's teaching her how to do it. And then um, oh, she right. nicks herself so a little bit. Ah. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Here. Thanks, Dad. So he hands her the roll of Angel Soft and takes off that tiny little piece of toilet paper right. and sticks it on the little red blood dot. Now it's a new time. She's just run home probably from the prom. She's run into the bathroom, slammed the door, and she's uh, crying on the toilet. She's 
got hey. massive when you're diarrhea. raising a child no she doesn't have massive diarrhea she's crying because a boy just broke her heart and she says guys are the worst and then this will be the end i had to say that so i wouldn't start crying again when you're doing it alone be strong life takes softness and strength which is why we make angel soft with a balance of both that is a good goddamned commercial guys yeah that one is very strong for me and she even because says, the when double, you're doing it alone yeah the double entendre of like you poop alone and you raise a daughter alone <laughs> you are doing everything you can not to get to cry here I am here. trying yeah. I to stay as unemotional as possible my voice was totally catching in that like that ad <laughs> fucking gets me man he's a good dad man, you know yeah, I, I love yeah. that Veeves are you a little I mean I, you're a little more cynical <laughs> I'm not cynical I thought that was great and and fair I understand why um it affects people affects you guys the way it does I do think that this is different to watch as a woman <laughs> not not that I don't get that it's good or get get see the emotional uh arc of the story and, and think that it's well executed but there are ads that particularly anything that involves an animal and an old person where I really am losing it uh-huh, you know yeah and this just doesn't hit me in quite that way and I'd be really interested to hear from our um our female ad counselors uh if they have that experience or or if maybe it's because maybe I want to hear I want to hear from moms parent, yeah I want to hear from moms mm-hmm. I want to hear from moms I want to hear from moms like is this is this your does this resonate for you in terms of how dads are, You're the dads, the dads of your children are. Yeah, I have I have a theory that if there, and I bet you there are plenty of examples. Um, if there were commercials focusing on a mom and a daughter relationship, yeah, it would be, yeah, uh, totally. You know, there's a scene in there where it's like the rough time. She's a teenager and they're fighting. You know, and I, I can almost see it like the same yeah. music, but like the mom slams her hands down or something like that's the kind of like quintessential yeah, kind yeah, of relationship. Yeah, there's always there's always a, a big fight with the mom and a daughter. Right. Yeah. So, um, and again, whatever to get in the social science of this is is frustrating. <laughs> And we made our point clear, but like part of it is you could make the argument, hey, that's because of whatever's going on with the chemicals in our brain, the reason why uh, Roden and I react to these commercials a certain way, but also how much of this is kind of cultural stereotypes that become reinforced through commercials, movies, TV shows. You know what I mean? I think it's a, I think it's a healthy mix of both. I would totally agree with you. Yeah. If yeah. Uh, You don't mind, I'm not going to play this last one. You sent it to me, Roden. Um, yeah, this one doesn't get me as much because it feels like it's been done so much. Especially after seeing those three or four, you get to and this And the first one. one, and see the, yeah, the, um, what was it, Farmer's Insurance, the one where you... Travelers. Travelers, yeah. or Travelers Insur- Insurance, uh, the one that really gets me... Where the uh, the woman is wiping the tears away from her father's eyes at the end of the um, mm-hmm. thing during the wedding dance. This one is the exact same thing, except it's a gum commercial. And the dad is making origami swans uh, out of like the gum, gum wrappers throughout her life. And she ends up having like a box of these as she's yeah. moving away to college. It goes through the same exact pace as you see them. Exact in, uh, they're same little kids. They're playing in the park. Yeah. They both pull up. Yeah. He pulls out a piece of gum. She it, takes it. it and really then they fold up a little paper origami swan out of it. Extras, right. that's kind of been their, um, their campaign is um, using the wrappers to tell a story. Over time, you, you chew our gum every day. You have this little silver wrapper. They have a, a couple where um, 
um, a boy draws something on the wrapper yeah. every day and gives it to the girl over time or, or presents it to her as a chronicle of their relationship. All through their courtship. And then at the yeah. very end, they're married or something. And same so, thing, he discovers that she's been saving him all yeah, this time. So I, yeah. so and I they love, get in a huge fight and get a divorce. <laughs> so I love this idea that, the of their, them taking a little artifact from their uh, product and using it to tell a story. I think that's really clever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is interesting to me and, and kind of funny. Like, look at all these ads we've been looking at. And really... Beat by beat, they're basically the same. Yeah. They're exactly. Ad. This one is exactly the same. And as because it's not as good as the seen. other ones, and especially yeah. once you watch all the other ones first by this time. And this is what I was going to say before. Like, I went into this, you know, kind of knowing a lot of the commercials we're going to be playing and stuff. Yeah. But after, like, by this point in my prep, I was starting to feel a little jaundiced, if that's the right, right word. A little right. bit like, okay, yeah. stop manipulating me, you I know. The next <laughs> one is she goes to the school dance. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So anyway. I just um, want to see the follow-up to that one. It's like 10 years later, the girl is on the show Hoarders. <laughs> she's just got she, her whole house is just full of extra rappers. Yeah. Here's another one that you sent me. Uh, wrote. Uh, no, no, no. This was uh, from from your collection, Veeves. Yeah, um, I do love this one. Zillow has, and that's uh, like the, the the online real estate company. They have a whole series of ads. Um, it's called their Home Campaign, and it features uh, real people, not actors. Uh, te- and I read an article about it, so apparently that claim is true. Um, telling Andrew's their, very skeptical uh, whenever a, a commercial oh, claims I'm, to I'm be with real. You. Real I'm people, with you. right? Yeah. Um, God, those Chevy commercials are the, just getting worse. I know we can't talk about this. We would yet. talk if you if we allowed ourselves to vent to fully vent our rage. This would this podcast would be called "I Hate Those Fucking Chevy Commercials." <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, every show should begin. Uh, welcome to after these messages. This is a show uh, about the good ones. The, this is the show about the Subaru ones and the Chevy ones, yeah. and the ones that make us mad, um, and the ones on behind false walls and in false floors. <laughs> so here's the Zillow one that uh, relates to us right here. It's called uh, Gunner's Home. Each one of these is like you know Aaron's home, Genevieve's home, and they all kind of tell their story. Gunner's Home is uh, the story of a single father who is raising. Four girls, and wow. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. As he, um, as, as we sort of see the images that he's talking about, he'll do a voiceover here. It's not it's your standard family situation. Just me, me and my four daughters. Uh, there's a lot of dancing and pageants that go on in our kitchens and living rooms and things like that. I've had to learn to accept certain things, like the fact that my toenails and fingernails are going to be painted constantly. <laughs> but it's it's really awesome to watch them at their own things. They're they're great kids, all of them. Whatever home means to you, we'll help you find it. Zillow. Now, I need a tissue. I, I, a even, tissue. even I need a tissue. There need you go. It is, I'm going to hand out the tissues. We are literally handing out oh tissues. My God. That one, and and I think That's part weird. of what really works for me. I mean, the, the dad is you know easy on the eyes, so that doesn't hurt. Yeah, he is a he is an Adonis. Uh, he might be. We did a whole show, uh, Aaron, about um, like who's your commercial crush. He might Oof. be my commercial crush. Oh, um, I want to do a show about hot men and have Roden be the <laughs> hot spurt the, on the hot that. Spurt. Yeah. the hunk spurt. Yeah. Yeah, Hunksburg. Hunksburg. Sure, we gotta do it now. <laughs> but I think what really works for me about that is that the little the images that they show they don't they don't take you through a bunch of different beats. It's not like yes. we're at the park, we're at the zoo, or it's just they're just in their kitchen. Everybody, the dad and a couple of the girls are dressed up in like kind of battered fairy costumes, and they're yeah. they're cooking yeah. in their kitchen. And there's not a lot of 
action or or movement. It's just this very homey little images as he's telling this story, and there's no extraneous language. I think it's so well produced. And I will take I them at their great. word that is a real story, you know? They, yeah, and, and, yeah. and that's what I kind of like about that. And it's not kind of... It, I find that ad very sentimental, very uh, uh, kind of... Uh, it made me emotional like you guys, but I, it's so refreshing that it didn't go through those same beats yes. that we had. Sure. Here she is as a baby. Here she is Well, and it tells, it tells the story in 30 seconds. Yeah, that's the thing, right? too. It's, it's a like bit more your heart breaks for the guy because obviously something happened and then wow four kids all by yourself yeah how do you even do that that's where my mind went you know and it's like actually he had all of them with a surrogate it was his plan (laughs) i was doing research oh i'm just joking is that what that bruce willis movie is based on um uh but uh yeah i mean it's it's very effective and it's very short and and sweet and you know you you yeah, you totally. <laughs> did another tissue. These 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 fairy costumes. My daughters have, have these princess costumes oh. and stuff like that. We never push that kind of stuff on them, but they seem to find it. Yeah, no matter what. Yeah, like, we don't even have television. You know, I hear we, that from so many parents. Parents who are super woke. You know, don't care about sure. gender roles, and not that every little girl gets into princess and fairy stuff, but. Plenty of them do without any prompting. Without from any the prompting, and they find that stuff. They seek it out, and they want to do that. But my girls, it like probably like that guy's girls, like they'll they'll go out and search for worms in their princess costume. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, like just before I left to come down here, my girls, even though it's kind of cold outside, uh, were both in their underwear and their uh, rain boots, just <laughs> running around the backyard and getting dirty before bedtime. I so you know, I mean, it's just like. God, you see that stuff kind of reflected because, and and it makes you realize that you know a lot of the people experience the same thing. It's it's uh, it's very sweet. Now I, that one, this was not an ad I was even going to include until I saw that Zillow ad, and it yeah. reminded me of this great ad that is kind of similar, only tonally totally different. Yes. You guys will probably a okay. lot of you and will this remember this. This is the this. rare comedy. Yes, which I like. Approach it's, to it's this not genre. overly sentimental. Again, I've loved a lot of these ads, but also I'm just finally ready for somebody to make me laugh or yeah, not yeah. just be this yeah. overly sentimental stuff. Up. <laughs> and so um, a, a lot of people will probably remember this 2013 uh, Super Bowl uh, commercial for Doritos. And uh, the father's uh, got a football and he's walking by his daughter's room. And uh, she's like, hey, come in here. Let, if, let's play tea. If he puts that football down, oh, this- uh, he becomes a lady. <laughs> right. <laughs> and she's like, uh, let, let's play tea party. And he's like, no, no, I got to go play catch with the guys or something along that. I'll play it here in a second. And she's like, I got Doritos. I remember this one. So yeah. he's like, okay. So the next scene, <laughs> we see him totally dressed up as a princess with tons of makeup on. And he's eating Doritos with his daughter. Now suddenly his three buds, his three really butch big buds are at the door being like, I thought we were playing football. And they see him dressed in drag. But then he holds up a bag of Doritos, and the next thing you know, all three men are dressed in drag, dressed up as princesses, and then the mother comes, and she's like, what the hell is going on? Let's take a listen to this. Daddy, can you play Princess Fast and Joe's with me? Sweetheart, I'd love to, but the guys, they're outside waiting for me. We got Doritos. Steve, what is the holdup? I like the fact also, like, he's not playing, I like the kind of, like, disco club he's, music that's playing. And he's, he's also like, not really? doing it grudgingly, no. which I think is what yes. separates this. This is what, they're, they're, they had to walk a careful line here um, 
I think in terms of not that this guy's depicted as trans, but in terms of sort of are they are they taking jabs at trans right. people or just and, having fun? And I think the fact that the dad is like so into it and isn't doing it grudging. He's not just sitting there like glumly letting his daughter paint right. his face while he's eating Doritos. Yeah, like he's actually gotten into the spirit of it. And then his buds do as, as his well. buds do too. That's yes. what saves it for me. For lack of a better word, I know it's not the same thing, but it, it's it's the lack of gay panic mm-hmm. in this that I love. Absolutely, because and they, that's and they still really need... so acceptable. Like even in this Absolutely. culture, it's still like in, in 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 just kind of pop culture all the time. We yeah. sort of see this like, oh, my buddy's caught me. Like oh, I got to make sure right, that I'm manly right. and that I you know. It's still I'm the totally but, it's still hetero. the butt of the joke, right? Now yeah. let's just let's just watch this to the end. The, his four buddies show up and. Uh, they're all dancing is that my wedding dress (laughs) (laughs) getting doritos all over it and the guy in the wedding dress is like the biggest of the crew he's got a giant red beard and there's just like doritos like you said my hats are off to the writers of this because they threaded a really difficult needle on this yeah i think that honestly what year year did that one come out that That was was like super bowl four years ago yeah yeah that's kind of my favorite because it depicts a great relationship between a daddy and a daughter. It's sure. not overly kind of exploitative, for lack of a better word, or overly sentimental. And they, it's humorous, and they just nail the yeah, right and tone. To do, to I do love comedy that. with that is really tricky. Um, let's play this Tide commercial. And this These- is uh, very relevant to Roden's point about uh, finding the girls out in their fairy costumes digging in the mud. This one oh, here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why don't you set this one up, Vee? This is the Tide commercial. I got my tissue sure. ready. This is... <laughs> Um, this is another father raising a daughter. It's I don't know if it's implied or stated that he's a single father, but he's... I'm going to jump in and say I think it's implied that he's a stay-at-home dad. Or a stay-at-home dad, excuse me. Um, so he's he's the one who's in charge of um, you know the housekeeping and the laundry, and so he's doing a commercial for Tide. And he's talking about how much his daughter loves her princess costume, but occasionally it needs to go in the wash. So he has her put on her sheriff costume until he can get it cleaned and she can go back into the into the princess costume. In Roden, this is exactly where t- I think she's literally digging for worms at one point in this, or <laughs> if not literally, like very, very close to it. Um, and then at one point, she's like eating spaghetti with her hands and it's dripping all over her fairy oh, yeah. costume. Let's, yeah. t- let's take a listen I to this. Move. The reason why I think it's implied that he's a stay at home dad is because he says, because it's my job to do the uh, laundry. Yeah. I think that's this is. Ah, Lily, she pretty much lives in her favorite princess dress. And she's not exactly tidy. Even if she gets a stain, she'll wear it for a week straight. So I use Tide to get out those weak old stains. And- so just for the record, she's not pu- pulling up worms from the dirt, but she is playing with frogs right. in the dirt. Out those weak old stains and downy to get it fresh and soft. And since I'm the one who has to do the laundry, I do what any expert dad would do. I let her play sheriff. So now she's playing sheriff while the princess uh, costume is in the in the wash, and he's he's like in in the chair jail. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's created a chair jail for him. I got twenty minutes to life. <laughs> you are free to go. Tide and Downey, great on their own, even better together. I would like to point out that she I is like wearing that. the uh, she's wearing the Rapunzel dress. From the uh, Disney movie. Wow! Tumble. Look, look at you with that that spotter. <laughs> Dad expertise. Dad expertise. I love it. We have two of them. Can I mention? Um, and the wig. Can I mention <laughs> one of the reasons I like this is maybe this isn't fair, but 
it's such a better version of another ad that Tides did. I don't know for sure that it's part of the same campaign, but you'll see a lot of similarities. And Vives, you and I talked about this in an old, old episode of the show. I think where it was Man t- Babies and Mommy Wives. Exactly. And there's this father, and this, no, he's not quite being a man baby, but there's a father talking directly to the camera while he's folding a basket of laundry, and that laundry is filled with a lot of princess dresses and stuff like that. I'm actually just going to play it for you straight up because I don't think it takes a lot of And it's literally called Dad Mom. Yes, and he will oh, use I that phrase a lot. Oh, I just watched this one with Mairead, yeah. Hi. It's terrible. I'm a dad mom. That means no, you're my not. Wife works, you're just a dad. Being awesome. I know there's a lot of mom moms that are out there that look at my unique mixture of masculinity and nurturing. And they find it quite. He's so I'm not going to play the whole thing. I'm boiling mad here. He's so damn proud of himself. And as you said, Veeves, no, you know, you're not get, a dad mom. You're a goddamn dad. It's like when dads call yeah. themselves babysitters. Give this guy a gold star for doing a lick of housework. Right. It's so, it's just like, it's, ugh, I hate everything about it. It's Yet, exactly what Maraid just said about it because we were watching. We, I was going through, I was showing her the ones that uh, that I brought to the table. And, uh, and, and we we're both crying on the couch. I was telling you guys before. We, and the, our daughters are sitting with us and stuff. And they're both just like, why are you guys crying? So yeah. Weird. But uh, but we watched that one in addition. And we're both just like, that was really dumb. Yeah. Like I, could, I couldn't, personally, I couldn't put my thumb on it. But you guys just, just hit the nail on the head. Dad, mom. Yeah, you're just a parent. And dude. he's also just so unlikable. I yeah. mean, the whole <laughs> premise is it's, bad. He's anyway. horribly he's so, miscast. Yeah. I mean, oh. maybe a really good actor could like do it with enough of a wink and a nod to give it, make it fun. But I just hate the premise. Dad, mom is not a thing. No, it's called being a it's damn. It's called parent. being a dad. Right. And so to exactly. go back and look at that, that's why the the, first, the implication, of course, is that this is mom work, right? It, it, which is just, right. So right. The, the the Tide commercial we played before that gets it right, right? It's my job to do the laundry. There's no apologizing yeah. for it. There's I wonder no, if they've like, actually kind of evolved like, on this issue a little I, bit. My guess is, my guess is. Yes, that they got some sort of feedback or possibly, I wish I'd looked this up. I mean, maybe they got a new creative agency that tried to do a little bit of fix them up there. But I think that um, that's why we like the Zillow one as well, right? Like uh-huh. whether he was a single dad or just a stay-at-home dad or just a dad. Yeah, like there's no apology for no, it. He's just explaining his, his life. to do it. Yeah. And, and it's sweet. So anyway, I, uh, uh, I like that first Tide ad. Now... A few more here just to mention briefly, I think, before we move on. I don't know if we have to play it again. We <laughs> talked a lot we about this. We took this, this Jennifer, one to the woodshed. <laughs> the Jennifer Garner and her dad ad. Have I you thought seen this one? It was worth no, a here. I I'll, seen it. I'll, I'll boot it up here. Um, I think that's what you call it. Um, I hate Jennifer Garner. I, know. <laughs> I cannot stand her. Well, uh, this Give will, me a tissue because I'm crying with rage. <laughs> this will not endear her to you any further. Yeah, I you're going to need the tissues. I this woman. I gag. think she is one of the worst actresses out there. And I just hate her face. I just hate her face. <laughs> well, her is that okay to say? That's okay to I say, mean, right? I mean, like, I hate plenty of man's faces, too. Yeah, I mean, she has a beautiful face, but... I don't think so. All right. Well, for me, I mean, it's kind of... I, I, I don't know if this is... Um, Related to what you're talking about, but I've already established myself on the show, <laughs> saying what bothers me, and, and this was back when you were watching Alias, when it was still on TV, I think, Vives. I didn't really watch oh, the show, shit. but every I just time, made an enemy. Every time I... No, oh, I'm no, not no. some mega fan. I mean, okay. I think Ben is a dog, so I'm a little <laughs> bit Team Jen. 
Oh, oh, sorry. It took me several seconds to figure out what you're talking about there. I thought it was I thought, Ben Gibbard. <laughs> I thought Ben was a character on Alias for a second. Um, but I did notice Benjamin that Button. she's yeah. not the worst actress in the world, but she, all of yes, her acting comes is. from her, is, her brow. What, you ever notice yes. that? It's all just like, if I'm wrinkling up my brow, I'm acting. Yeah, Which yeah. kind of yeah. like that. Anyway, so here's this ad. This is the other end of the spectrum. This isn't about growing up. This isn't about little girls. She's the adult now, and here's her story. Uh might I say, her bullshit story about her father. When I first started working with Capital One, my dad called them up and asked for the Jennifer Garner card, which is such a dad thing to do. After he gave his name, the woman from Capital One said, Mr. Garner, are you related to Jennifer? Oh. Kind of joking with him. Yeah, and my dad was so proud to tell bullshit. her, as a matter of fact, she is my middle daughter. So now dad has the venture card. He's earning his double miles. Dad walks under the screen. And he made screen. a friend of the company. Can I say it? Go ahead. What's in your wallet? <laughs> nice job, Dad. Her dad reminds me of an astronaut for some reason. That's yeah, my power that? out on that. Uh, anyway, so I just that, thought it was that certainly it breaks the mold as far as daddy daughter commercials. Yeah, that's oh why I thought God. it was good to kind of include yeah. include it in in here. Um, uh, yeah, that just kind of bothers me because I just think the whole, it's so obviously she fake. just you know what I think I I think I found out why I don't like her. I don't like Liv Tyler either. She kind of looks like Liv Tyler. Yeah, so they, it really is just about her face. You know, when, when, one we haven't talked about, and we don't have to pull it up, but um, the uh, uh, the Alexa ad with the dad with uh, taking oh, his reading broken the wings. story. No, no. Um, oh. the 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 boyfriend breaks the daughter's heart, and uh, she's cry- he's she's crying in her room, and the dad stands outside, and he he doesn't know what to do. He's got this teenage daughter, and he seems kind of helpless. And then he says, Alexa. Play uh, Broken Wings. Right. And then he turned, and Alexa, turn the sprinkler on when the boyfriend shows up. That's you, kind just, of a... Have you ever seen that one? I think right. I have seen yeah. that one. There's another one where the dad is, and it might be a daughter or a son, I can't remember. I think it's a daughter, where he's reading to the daughter, and the daughter keep on keeps on asking yes. questions while he's reading, and he keeps on asking questions. Oh, of I don't Alexa, think I know like, that one. What does a whale sound like? <laughs> you know, right, and that one's a, a simple, straightforward one. It's yeah. not. It, we don't. It wouldn't be one um, to get on our high horse about because it's just like one moment in a. In that one, could work with a little boy right. in bed as well. Right. It's just like one moment. It's very simple. Um, so a, a lot of these we've talked about before. I just kind of want to throw them out there. If we're talking about daddy daughter, of course, you had the um, this year's Super Bowl ad for Audi with the oh um, yes. Should I play that? I and mean, we've talked about it a lot, right? Everybody knows this. I think ad. everyone knows that one. Yeah. Um, the, the father's watching is his uh, daughter um, in the soapbox, in the car soapbox race. derby and kind of thinking, how am I supposed to tell her that she's not going to? We just brought this up last week. And of course, uh, our guest, uh, Amy Walensky, pointed out that she did a little poking around afterwards. And, and it turns out oh, Audi yeah. does not have the best record when it comes to women in management positions and stuff like that. It doesn't seem like there's necessarily a discrepancy in the pay gap there. I looked it up later. Um, and I don't think Amy was saying They would that, have to have like, some balls to make that ad without checking what their own pay right. situation is. But people were taking to task for saying you have done very little like you have just it's massively male dominated yeah. there especially in the leadership positions and they release a press release basically saying yeah we're working on that and we've got these various initiatives which I would I appreciate that kind of response yeah I mean the the sad truth is the pipeline for all of these organizations for women and people mm-hmm. of color um, is sadly lacking and um, it, it can be hard to hire for specific skill sets. I know that sounds like such a cop out and such a corporate 
calm answer, but sometimes it's true. No, I think it's true. But I, if we're just going to keep on going into social justice talk here, I mean, I think the yeah. takeaway from there uh, is that companies do have to do more to make sure that we're getting people in the pipeline yeah. earlier on. Um, well, and with everybody being able to check this kind of stuff as well, mm-hmm. you know, with the, the where we're at with social media, I mean, you know, it's going to behoove a company to make sure that they're <laughs> that they're House doing their due order. diligence yeah. Yeah. Uh, with that kind of stuff as well. So. Um, one more kind of sentimental one. I'm not going to uh, play it because we've talked about it and it's also super long. I don't even know if this ever aired, but you guys remember the Hershey's ad, Veeves? You and I talked about this. Oh, as a matter of fact, you sent this I to sent me, I sent this Rode. one to you, yeah. Yeah, this is the one where... Um, uh, the dad is on Skype in his den on a, like a business call and his, he doesn't have time for his daughter who I'm going to say is like probably like around 12 years old or something yeah, like that. Yeah. So the little girl goes out on this adventure. We don't know exactly what she's doing. She goes out on the town. She ends up um, going to a print shop and making a <laughs> real cardboard life cardboard cut out. Cut, yeah. cut out of her father. And you think it's so that she can have a picture of him with her at right. first. Right. Because you think the commercial is going to end with like him walking in on her playing with her fake dad or and something And then realizing like the mistake that he made. But, yeah. in, but it's not catching the cradle in that way. She she takes it and nice she, she sets it up in front of the Skype and then uh, they pull a prank on the on the other people in the business meeting. Yeah. They a, go a make prank cookies. that's called a fireable offense. <laughs> right, I would just right. note, note <laughs> yeah. for the record. Yeah. Right. Well, they go to right. make cookies in the kitchen the and have part a two of that commercial then. is they are uh, unemployed, no longer in a right. super nice house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if that aired either. I'd never. I don't think I'd ever seen it on television. Um, I do remember it popping up on social media back when it came out. I have a long one here. You sent this to me as well. This Rowan. one is I just would like skip it for length. Except Veeves, you have not seen this, right? I, don't I think wouldn't so. mind getting your reaction. Uh, I'm it's curious. To unlike see it any others that we've talked about so right, far, right. Um, it starts with a. Fu- oh, for, by the way, this is for um, uh, MetLife Hong Kong. Yeah, uh, it's in English, um, but it's specifically for them. I don't know what its broadcast history is. Um, we see a father and his little daughter, around four, five, five years old, probably a kindergartner, mm-hmm. and they're walking down the street. He's in a kind of a business suit, kind of a casual business suit, and they're walking, and she hands him a piece of paper. It's clearly her homework assignment. She was supposed to um, write about her dad. And so he's reading it. We're hearing it in her voice over a montage of them uh, playing together and just having all these great uh, father-daughter moments. Yeah, and so it's let's, a very, it's a very a single dad, single parent kind of situation as well, I think. Okay. Daddy is the sweetest daddy in the world. <laughs> daddy is the most handsome. The smartest. The most clever. We're seeing the usual montage, him helping her with her homework, uh, going out to diners together. He is my Superman. Daddy wants me to do well at school. Daddy is just great, but... He lies.
So I'll mention here, the montage kind of ends. He gives his daughter a hug. She takes her homework and clearly runs off to school. And now we see him um, kind of turn, you know, the walk is over and now he's turning his I think this is actually supposed to be a different aspect of that montage that you just saw. You think it's like this, you think they're happening This is what's happening behind the scenes between the happiness. Right. But we are going to see him kind of turn around. He says goodbye to her. Now he's going to rush off somewhere. Yes. He lies about having a job. He lies about having money. We see him in an unemployment office. We see him running from manual labor job to manual labor job, handing out flyers on the street. He lies that he's not tired. He lies that he's not hungry. She's offering him a hot dog. He won't take it. He lies that we have everything. So we're seeing a montage of things butted up, like him paying for ice cream for her, butted up against him getting rejected at the unemployment office for another job. He lies about his happiness. He lies because of me. He's washing dishes. So the father now has gotten to that part of the the, the uh, homework assignment, and he's read all of this. He lies, he lies, he lies. Now he just looks totally pained, and he's crying as he looks at his daughter, and she looks up at him. They embrace, as you do. The text says a child's future is worth every sacrifice. Pursue more for life. Pursue more from life. Uh, met life and use your last dollar to pay for insurance. I know that's what I was. That, I kept that's waiting the part for that kind of like, like ruins it at the end. What? The, the, what is the sales pitch here? Yeah. I'm with you guys. I it's don't know. It's baffling. It definitely caught my attention at first. The he lies, he lies, he lies kind of goes on a little bit long. I start to feel a little kind of beat over the head and upset as this keeps going on. Um, well, you and then at the very too, end, it's like, is... wait, what's the sell? This also yeah. doesn't have this. I mean, I, it's it's emotional and, and it's effective in its way, but it doesn't have a particularly American sensibility. I mean, yeah. which I think obviously it's not an American commercial, but I think part of what we're reacting to is like, it's just tonally a little weird for our market, for mm-hmm. our demographic. 
I will say it's kind of a bummer to me that of all the ads we talked about today, that's the only one that featured any non-white people, and it wasn't for an American audience. Yeah, that is true. It's for an Asian audience. That's definitely true. That could also, um, you know, that might re- uh, reflect the marketplace, but it also more likely reflects the what you and I watch. You know what I mean? That's like possible, you, yeah. If you're watching different channels, you might see things targeted at different audiences. Yeah, you know, I, I would actually love to see some ads that talk about daddies and daughters uh, in the African-American community or sure, Latino yeah. community. I mean, that would be an interesting... It'd be interesting to see if that's treated any differently. Yeah. So uh, kind of a weird note to end on there, but <laughs> yeah. I didn't know exactly where to super, put that in. super sad commercial. And I would like to reiterate the fact that like in Chinese culture, like not having a job, I think is very frowned upon. Right. It's a it's kind of an honor thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would say here, too, I think I mean. The, the one part for those who didn't see this, I mean, we're all, we have the benefit of uh, being in the room seeing it. I think one of the, the most powerful images that they kind of keep showing over and over is after he's doing, in some cases, like back-breaking work, like just right. dirty, dusty work, uh, carrying these sacks of what I assume is dry cement or something somewhere, and he's sweaty yeah. and gross. But then we see him in a bathroom, some public bathroom Cleaning somewhere, trying to clean up as fast as possible. Yeah, and yeah. then when we see the and scene... And present himself as a white-collar worker. Yeah, so that when we see the daughter, you know, putting on his sport coat again, and so when we see the daughter and him... Um, yeah, and maybe that, that stood out to me as a man who really needs showers in between like every little aspect of my life if i'm done with one podcast <laughs> and i'm going to do another one i need to take a shower in between to refresh myself so this idea a lot of, of hard just labor kind of like doing all this doing a podcast exactly doing all this hard labor and then like just putting his sweaty body back into these clothes <laughs> so that he can uh present himself to his daughter as if he's you know coming back from a, a, a right, white collar yeah. job or something it's uh there are definitely is a very creative ad and there's some interesting aspects of it but at the end of the day it's a the, strange the, pitch the payoff I don't think is there, at least not for me. But does and it... God amen- damn it, it's dark with her just like repeating he lied, he lied over and over and over yeah. again. But did it did it strike a chord with you emotionally? Like, not discounting the fact that it's for life insurance. Like, did it did it strike a chord with you emotionally, though? Was it effective in that? Yeah, that I mean, it was... An eff- I mean, I think it should have been a little shorter. I think three minutes is long for that. And who knows, you know, if it, if it exists in a more abbreviated format. I'm sure it does. I, I found it effective in terms of the performances and the the kind of emotional hook um i was waiting for a really big turnaround at the end some Mm -hmm. kind of major redemption Mm -hmm. arc and it didn't happen so that Uh was like kind of off-putting but yeah i mean yeah i mean there were parts of it that were effective for me but i'm not sure to what end yeah I'm, I'm totally yeah. with you. I, I agree with you guys. It's the, that one gets me, man. Like, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? I, I, oh, I'm I was sorry. Well, I thought we were all I the was same welling page. up. Uh, really? What was going on? Yeah. It was just. I, I just find it very sad. Yeah. Do you think though that? I feel like it could be very effective if it just closed the deal a little bit better. Just even I think it did. I think the way the way that end. I took the end of that was like because <laughs> I. I'll tell you the truth. Like I'm usually so teary by the time the text comes up that I'm not reading <laughs> it's it. It's all blurry. Yeah. So like so because I've only I mean I've seen it a you know a handful of times, but um, uh, the redemption part at the end for me was when they're like, you know, but at least we have each other, right? And they hug. They both love each other very much, mm-hmm. and and that's kind of where it ends. Yeah. So. 
I just have a lot of love in my heart. Well, what I was going to say I don't is, think you guys have. I think you guys. Yeah. Daddy lied and people so died. Kidding. That's all I'm going to say. Don't even don't even get me started on his email server. Oh, all boy. right. Let's leave uh, daddies and daughters there. That's and the next um, podcast. Yeah, I think so. Hey, you guys want to start a political podcast? <laughs> uh, how about we check in with the ad? Yeah, a lot of f words on that one. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words they're saying Only the echoes of my mind Alright, Veeves, you're the ad counselor-in-chief uh, What's in our mailbag? Well, I thought I could res- we could reserve um, this whole ad council to um, put a button on the Kendall Jenner Pepsi ad and all the subsequent fallout Which ad? I don't know if I've seen it <laughs> Um... With all of the uh, the many PR fails this week, uh, Pepsi Pepsi picked a good week to really screw up, I guess. Yeah. Um, but for uh, yeah, that kind of got overshadowed, didn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> for for people listening uh, later, this was the same week that United dragged a man bloody and screaming off of a flight. Uh, and knocked him unconscious. Knocked, Let's not forget that. Yes. I know it's an obvious joke, but somebody said they should have given him a Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> Or maybe he should have given the people. It's so easy. Why can't I think of that stuff? (laughs) Why can't I put stuff like that on on Twitter? (laughs) Well, if you had, you would have just been the millionth person to do it. Anyway, okay. So what what's the ad what's the ad council saying? Well, I wanted to start by sharing some feedback that I got. Um, Not really feedback, but some dirt that I got from a friend of mine who happens to work um, at a rival soda giant. Is this an unnamed source? An unnamed source. Is this on deep background? (laughs) Yes. They work for RC. Are you following the money? Um, this is a, this is a good friend of mine, and um, and she works in in a she does she works for Coca Cola. I won't I won't name her, but obviously that's that's the other big soda company. Oh, Coke. That's the third one. It's too Pepsi, bad there's RC, only one Coke, woman right, that yeah. that works at uh, Coke. Well, she I think uh, remember Coke didn't screw this up. Um, <laughs> And we were talking about, you know, we saw each other right after this ad came out. And I said, you know, wow, you guys must be really, you know, enjoying this uh, from the sidelines. She said, yeah, you know, it's it's really hard to imagine how this happened. Like, she walked me through what they have to do for an advertisement, um, particularly of that kind of scale with celebrities and production like that. And she's, you know, I mean, it's they do... Uh, quantitative focus groups and qualitative focus groups and they do storyboards that they walk people through and you know a a million people have to approve the concept before they ever turn on a camera she said my my guess is this was someone important it was their pet project and they had enough sort of juice at the company to push it through quickly and without having to go through all of these steps that because because pepsi has to be doing normally has to use the same kind of processes that any giant, you know, Fortune 500 company would do for for an ad, an ad this size. Mm-hmm. So I think this was someone's pet project. And then So I, basically the SNL skit was totally true. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean and it, like that someone just had had the authority to do this to greenlight this without really running it by anybody or or anybody not in the inner circle. 
Uh, and then this is an, an interesting little uh, coda. Uh, she texted me the next day and said, uh, fun fact, I learned that the entire creative team and everyone associated with that ad was white. Really? That Shocker. Is a- I know. Whoa. <laughs> Maybe you need is that to- a feather you just knocked me over with? <laughs> hey, hey, Pepsi. Maybe you need a little bit of diversity in your creative uh, team there. Just you mentioned a, the SNL uh, parody. Should we play a little bit of it? A, yeah, this I is, thought that they, they did a great oh job. Oh, this was of, wonderful. Yeah, so I'll set this up because it's kind of a long skit, sketch, and I don't think we'll play the whole thing. But um, They did such a great job with this. They really did. I love the perspective they took on it. Um, the, the, the setup is that Beck Bennett play, uh, plays the creative director, the person whose idea and and baby this project is, kind of like that idea that there's one person who's pushing this through. And they're about to hit... They're about to start this big production. They're, to they're start. on the set. Everybody's in order. They're about to, to start shooting. They're about yeah. to start shooting. Everybody's set and ready to go. And he calls his, I think, sister and starts describing this moment to her about how excited he is for his big break in the advertising filmmaking business. And then when he describes the ad to someone who is not a white guy, it suddenly starts to dawn on him that this that not everyone's going to have the same reception. And that's a cut on rehearsal. Let's be ready to roll in five. How's it going, Mr. Director? Good, good. I'm really excited. No, you should be writing and directing a commercial for Pepsi. It doesn't get much bigger than that. Oh, hey, this is my sister. I got to get this real quick. Carrie, hey, sorry, I can't super talk right now. I'm on the set of this huge Pepsi commercial I'm doing. <laughs> I know, right? It was like completely my idea, and now they're doing it. It's great, yeah. I mean, okay, so, well, it's, it's an homage to uh, the resistance. So there's this huge protest in the street, reminiscent of Black Lives Matter. And so everybody's marching, right? And they get to these police officers, and you think it's gonna go bad because there's kind of like a standoff. And then Kendall Jenner walks in and she walks up to one of the police officers and she hands him a Pepsi. And then that Pepsi brings everybody together. <laughs> I mean, isn't that like the best ad ever? He just looks shocked and stone faced as he listens to her response. Sort of tone deaf. Away, <laughs> <laughs> three minutes. I think maybe you just kind of don't get it. Is is Doug there? Can you put him on? Okay, I'm gonna actually let this roll for a second because I think this is an interesting kind of uh, uh, little nod here. So we're waiting for somebody named Doug, some unseen yeah. Doug, to to take the other end of the line here. Dougie Fresh, what's up? So he says, Dougie Fresh, what's up? Do we think that Doug is a black man? No, because oh, okay. he later says. Could you put our black neighbor oh, on the phone? That, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Uh, hey, I just want to run this Pepsi commercial by you that I'm doing. Uh, make sure you're loving it as much as I am. The whole thing is sort of a Bernie bro. The resistance, Black Lives Matter. So everybody's Maybe marching. Doug is a Bernie bro. Kendall yeah. Jenner comes up to a police officer and gives him a Pepsi. Everybody celebrates. People of every single culture come to get... Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly on the other end of the line, he's getting a lot of negative feedback. Eventually we hear from... Um, from he talks to the uh, uh, presumably black neighbor, and the second he even says, "It's supposed to be no homage to black lives." Yeah. Oh, don't oh, touch oh, it. Don't, don't touch even it. touch it. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? I, he goes, "What? What do you think I should do?" And he, oh, just 
run to my car. (laughs) (laughs) And I got to play the end because I got to say, I mean, this skit nails it. They don't do the obvious. You would expect like Old Night Live would have just done a reshoot of the commercial where everything's just a little bit more comical and turned up. But instead, somebody said... Let's think about the mindset yes. of yeah. what went into this ad. Behind and the scenes. Behind the scenes. It's just so well done. And there are these little moments where as he's describing uh, as he's describing the ad and the person on the other end kind of says, must be saying, oh, are you using like black street dancers? And we look over and we see like these two black street dancers who are yeah. like directly out of the commercial kind of practicing their moves. Well, yeah, there's an Asian and then we yeah. see the Asian it's playing the cello. The Asian cello player looks is a... It, it, it either is the actor from the commercial or he is his twin. All of and, and all like the the guys who are dressed up like the street dancers are like per, like they're dressed perfectly like yeah, this. It's just yeah. just I, I think the concept is great and it was just really well executed. And I got I got to just play the very end here. Uh, so they're going to go ahead and shoot the commercial anyway, even though he's starting to have some misgivings about it. And then uh, Cecily Strong uh, is is playing Kendall Jenner. <laughs> Time for a quick rewrite. Hey, no can do, bud. Let's invite Kendall to set. She has a heart out in 45 seconds. <laughs> no. Okay, well, bye, Chloe. I gotta go. I'm on the set of my Pepsi commercial. Um, I stopped the police from shooting black people by handing them a Pepsi. <laughs> I know, it's cute, right? Oh, it's such a good end. <laughs> like, even some of the best skits in Saturday Night Live just really struggle with the end, and this yeah. thing is just like, yeah. it doesn't get better it than that. It takes a hard shot at the other Kardashians, for one thing. It would just yeah. been yeah. so easier to go with a different, like, a, your classic Saturday well, Night and there's, there Live is, parody. There is no fucking way that Kendall Jenner didn't know what that commercial was. Because that's what the Kendall Jenner camp is saying now. Right. And, you know, Pepsi apologized to her publicly, which is just irritating. Did some other listeners kind of uh, take bites of this? Yeah. So we we heard from a lot of listeners about this on the Facebook group and uh, and in our email and V-mail. So why don't you play this voicemail from listener Bill, who has a theory. Hi, guys. It's uh, Bill from Toronto. Um, I'm thinking maybe I, I listened to a show. And uh, the college, the the, the Kendall Jenner Pepsi, yeah. Uh, I'm thinking maybe it's actually a top down. Yeah, that happens, right? Top down uh, direction. Maybe even Kendall herself had some clever idea and approached Pepsi and some supposedly intellectual or, or uh, well-meaning Pepsi executive uh, directed their ad agency to do it, and the ad agency doesn't want to go into review, so they just pull, toe the line and go ahead and do it. So thinking maybe that it's worth investigation, though. Good show. Bye. Oh, you know what? You're ding, right. ding, yeah. ding, ding, so ding, Bill, ding. So Bill says the fish stinks from the head. Okay. <laughs> well, you want to do an investigation? Let's do an investigation on the background noises of Bill's voicemail. I think somebody's been listening to the podcast at work. Listen to this phone ring in the background. The intellectual or... or uh, well-meaning Pepsi executive uh, directed their ad agency to do it, and the ad agency doesn't want to go into review, so they just pull, toe the line. Do you hear that? You know I don't know if podcast you know listeners what? can hear that. You know what? This is a classic case of misdirection. Bill works for the ad agency that made this ad. <laughs> he's sitting in his, they're concerned that they're going to go into review. <laughs> he's sitting in his corporate office right now. Um, I don't know if, the, if that got he's picked up on the podcast. He's trying to throw Kendall under the bus. <laughs> right, Bill, get back to work, buddy. God, must be nice up there in Canada. I don't know. Down here, capitalism. We got to be on our or grind. You get eight, years, eight years of vacation for free for nothing. Enjoy the health care. I don't even know. What am I doing? Yeah. All right, what else? Can we move here? there, Bill? Can we move in with you, please? God. 
Um, this is from listener Chris, um, who he took particular issue with uh, the the fact that it was called Jump In. That was the name of the spot. And that they didn't ask the Pointer Sisters to provide the soundtrack. He says, I'll never understand. You want to talk about injustice, Pepsi? This is injustice. The lack of royalty checks in Ruth Pointer's mailbox is a justice issue. Um, so maybe just like give the Pointer Sisters their due here for a second. I would actually like the commercial a lot better if this was the soundtrack. <laughs> For real. Like, no joke. I'm a little confused. Is that the name of the Pepsi ad? It's called Jump In? Um, that's Why is this the proper song to use? Because it's called, it's called Jump. Jump. So the, the Oh, I see. The, the ad is called Jump In. Why? Oh, I guess Join. I didn't know the name of the actual ad. All right. I love this song. I know. What about, I what about Van Halen? I'm just, or, yeah, Van why Halen. not wanted Van Halen? Well, I think they this was maybe they, they were the original ones. Well, it's a totally different song. Oh, uh, Van oh. Halen that jump uh, I, I came out maybe '79. Oh, they didn't they didn't cover it. This, they just no, did a it's a totally song. different song. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is from uh, an unknown listener um, who was simply not having it. What's a Kendall Jenner? Who are the Kardashians, and why should I care? And the last Pepsi commercial that actually worked had Michael Jackson in it. Wait, isn't that the one where he, his hair caught fire? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, you know, the, he, he famously did a Pepsi ad where he wore the one glove. Yeah, his hair caught fire during the oh, production was that true? of that. Don't you remember that? It was no, a really big deal. obviously yeah. I don't. He was wearing a lot of hair product. Did you, did you know that? No. I thought that everybody just... I know the Richard Pryor hair catching on fire Michael Jackson uh, story, but... Hair fire. If I'm wrong, was this just like some sort of thing that like I grew up thinking? Oh, here it is. Michael Jackson is burned filming Pepsi commercial in 1984. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I guess this is a a Daily News photo of it. Um, Well, our anonymous ad counselor feels it was worth it. (laughs) He uh, suffered second degree burns in the scalp last night while filming a multi-million dollar soft drink commercial featuring fireworks, which ignited his jacket and hair. Um, well, so are we going to answer all of our questions? I mean, what's a Kendall Jenner? A Kendall Jenner is an entitled, a, is an entitled uh, vapid model um, from a family of entitled vapid professional models. celebrities. She at least is a sort of a legit high fashion model at this point. I guess is she. Got, I guess you got to give that to her. Yeah, she's really a model. Yeah, I mean, she like really does you know like real model work, unlike the her unlike like Kim or you know Courtney or anything. Reminds me of a, that joke from The Good Place. Uh, your favorite book is apparently Kendall Jenner's Instagram feed. <laughs> you are the most uh, what is superficial in the world. And she says... Have uh, you read Kendall Jenner's you Instagram feed? You haven't read Kendall Jenner's Instagram feed. Uh, this is the part of the show where I just butcher uh, funny jokes from TV shows. Well, all right. Let's, we'll wrap up here. But I did want to let the world know how Kendall is taking all of this. Um, and Ugh. as as I think one of you alluded to, um, Pepsi tried to <laughs> avoid pissing off the powerful Kardashian empire by apologizing to Kendall for all of this mess. Um, and this is what uh, People Mag has to say about it. Kendall is still not happy about the controversy, which I love the idea that like one day she's going to be happy about this controversy. Right, yeah, she's still not happy. She's still not happy about this controversy, <laughs> a source tells people. She plans on laying low until things calm down. She still talks about it a lot and has support from her family. She is spending a quiet weekend with her family. 
Uh, she was working abroad when the ad was released and was immediately met with a firestorm on social media with many calling the commercial tone deaf. Um, and then this is my favorite line. Kendall has been in constant communication with her mom and sisters. Um, everyone is being very supportive and ready to give advice. <laughs> Kendall is young and certainly not used to being involved in such controversy. First of all, yes, she is, right? Is she the one that, like, somebody broke up with Black China to date her when she was, like, 16? You're asking the wrong Well, also, guy. she's a family member in this fucking family that is surrounded by she's, controversy she's and totally makes money She's totally unfazed. She knows as it. well. Yeah. Her mother, uh, her mother uh, Chris Jenner, is over the moon about this. This is may arguably be bad press for Pepsi. It's nothing but good press for oh, Kendall. Oh, sure. Because yeah. there is nothing but good press in the Kardashian empire. I do think, though, to that unknown But I love the idea. Point, I, I love this line. Everybody's ready to give advice. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't actually hate, hate the Kardashians like a lot of people do. I don't think about them all that much. If the show is actually on at the gym or something, I'm actually kind of fine with it. I think it's kind of funny, like, whatever. I, I do, I, and I, I understand mean... it. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people look at the Kardashians and they say, like, this symbolizes the dumbing down of our culture. And I understand that. And a lot of people kind of in our, in our kind of, group or whatever uh have I'm that in, reaction I'm firmly in that camp i just yeah. i i think i th- actually think it's kind of an interesting phenomenon i'm just i kind of don't take it th- as personally as some people do having said all of that i also you know i can't keep them straight who's courtney who's you I mean, can I pick I know cam who, out of a lineup yeah i mean i definitely know more who she is she's like the the, the queen kardashian but i guess my point is I knew there was this person named Kendall Jenner, but I never really knew which one she was. In and this now you do. And now I do. <laughs> but I will always, probably, my brain will always make a connection when I hear Kendall Jenner to this ad. Is that, mm, is that I, great? It's it's better than nothing for them. Like yeah, it, it, yeah, it's, a, it's a net gain for Kendall. They're firmly in the whole like you know. There's no such thing as bad press. Yeah, and although I don't think that that adage always holds true. For them and for what they've constructed. Rob Ford will tell you that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Not anymore. (laughs) No, that's true. Uh, But the Kardashians have masterfully learned to embody that that truism in a way that makes it true. Whereas United, Pepsi, I think they may have found the limit on that, uh, that old saying. All right, counselors. I move that we get out of here. You can sell. Anything you can sell anything you can Aaron Roden, thank you for being our dad spurt today. You have been a hell of a dad spurt. Thank hey, you so much. Thanks for having me on again. This was uh, this was a lot of fun. So um, people can check you out. You have the uh, You Blew It podcast where yeah, you, along with Camaro Kev, you review uh, Blu-ray discs. Blu-ray discs, uh, bad movies from the '80s that some for some reason come out on uh, on Blu-ray. And the episode that we have up right now is Jaws 3D. Oh yeah, from 1983. That is a stinker. And uh, excuse me. You said they're bad excuse movies. Me. I love this movie. Well, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we we love hate them. So, and it's um, a fun it's a fun show. You sat in this very studio with me. Yeah, I'm gonna say six months ago on the other podcast on TBTL, and you looked me in the eye and you made this big announcement about Air Raid, your other right. podcast going away. Yeah. I'm talking to you two weeks ago, and you're talking about your latest Air Raid podcast. Are you just, are you just Kardashian He's it like up? one of those furniture stores. Were you just stores. looking for attention by, by saying you're going out of business? Yeah, no, he's like a no. furniture store that's been going out of business for six years. <laughs> 
the plan was is that I was going to have two last episodes and both uh, both guests canceled kind of last minute and uh, I have yet to do those two last episodes so it's you're still about... going to do the last two well we'll see oh you're you know you're like uh, what's his face always going on your final tour <laughs> right. oh yeah. everybody join the air raid final tour anyway you can check out the air raid podcast <laughs> wherever you, all up wherever there. you get a thing uh, right. your your podcast so anyway thanks again for doing this Aaron. hey thank you guys appreciate yeah. it uh Veeves, what information do we got to get out there uh find us on facebook at after these messages show it's a facebook group email us at after these messages show at gmail and call us at 607-444- Five five nine seven. I'll repeat it: six zero seven four 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 five five nine seven. Talk to you guys next Tuesday. What good is all your money if your style's still tasteless? I celebrate the fact I moved into my mama's basement. I don't pay rent. I sell old books for new ones. New fives, two jobs. So long.